Let's pray together. Lord God, I pray that in this time, the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing, would be pleasing in your sight. Um, oh Lord, our rock, our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Tell you what, let's see. I've knocked that like four times in my hands. I'm afraid I'm going to knock it over. So, all right. Uh, did you know? I found I found this out the other day. Uh, there's a there's a there's, there's a you know there's a lot of Marvel movies. Uh, there's one coming out. Usually, one comes out around Christmas. The one coming out this Christmas is called The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Which sounds very important. Um, I have a confession I'd like to make before you, the church, today. Um, this might be shocking to some. Uh, here it is. Um, I, I'm, I don't really like the Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> I hope our church doesn't split over this issue. Uh, I used to really like them. Uh, early on, I was way into it. Uh, I felt like, you know, all these stories that I had loved when I was a kid are coming to life before me. And then uh, around the time of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I started, I thought that was awesome. And then it just got to be, there's a lot of movies and there's a lot of characters and there's, there's so many things happening and interconnected storylines, and you got to remember the things from the movie before, and you can't just catch up real quick because there's like nine of them. And who who's the good guy? Who's the bad? What is the Infinity Stone? It becomes overwhelming for me. It becomes hard to take it in. Some of you guys know. Um, that I have a, you know, a, some challenges with my vision. I have a light sensitivity disorder. So sometimes watching movies can be difficult to begin with, sitting down and watching it front to back. So when the movie has a, a this like very visually stimulating and then has a lot of detail to remember and then has a bunch of action and loud noises and there comes a point where me, I'm not judging you, I hope you love it, but where me, I just, this is, this is not so much for me. Um, even though Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special does sound appealing, I'll probably not do it. But uh, there is another thing, though. Uh, somebody told me a while back that, that uh, one thing that you can do when you find yourself in a movie that you don't fully understand or that you're struggling to enjoy is you can, one, it's kind of a trick, you, you try to find something in there that you that you can hold on to. Whether it's a character that catches your attention or a question you can form that you can see if it gets answered, you try to find something and then you, you, just, you just forget about everything else and you hold on to that one little thing. So it, uh, that is a way to get through it, but I, I wanted to share that with you because I think that the way that I feel about 
Marvel movies is the way that sometimes uh, we might feel about Christmas. And I think that uh, I have this nagging suspicion that over the last, if you've been with us over the last four weeks, for the last four weeks here at Hope, we've been going through the first chapter of Luke, which we just, we, just, we, we prayed through just a second ago, the big themes. Uh, and it's, there, there's a lot going on. It's like every little piece of Luke's first chapter, which is like 80 verses. It's a very long chapter. The, the Christmas anticipation, the anticipation of God coming to be born as a baby to redeem his people, uh, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, it's a lot. It's comprehensive. It's personal, but it's for the whole world. It's miraculous. Like, like Mary miraculously conceived, uh, God is still working in this way. He's saving the world by a miracle, which is this unifying thing. It brings people together from across the globe. It brings down barriers. Uh, it's disruptive. It topples empires. It reorients our values. It's uh, subversive to, to worldly structures of power because it's a kingdom invading a world of empire. Uh, it's liberating. It sets the captives free. And that starts in our hearts, God freeing us from sin, uh, but also works out into our visible, physical world. And it's just layer and layer and layer of big, 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 big. And that's just like the first chapter of Luke, where he is getting us ready for the Christmas story. And then we get to the story we read today, the first part of Luke 2, the classic Charlie Brown uh, Christmas story. And uh, it's beautiful. But if we've been, since the beginning, trying to take it all in, it can feel overwhelming. Now, that's the version that happens in Bible land. Uh, it can also feel overwhelming just being a person out there in the world, in our culture, during this time of year. Uh, there's, uh, it seems like the commercials um, get more obnoxious and louder. Everybody wants me to buy everything. Uh, the places where I go get coffee turn into winter wonderlands that are trying to sell me more things. Uh, family members begin to uh, expect things. So people have high expectations. We travel. Um, magic is supposed to be in the air. Uh, everything's supposed to be wonderful. And we kind of keep it a secret that this is also a time when the, the grief or the addictions or the loneliness or depression that many of us carry, that those things seem to be heightened. But we don't talk about those. It's Christmas, 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 Christmas. And I think in a similar way, many of us just sort of feel overwhelmed. Or maybe you're not as pessimistic as I am, and you're more optimistic, and you've learned how to find the one little thing about Christmas, or the one piece of this overwhelming story that you can hold on to and track with. And that could be the thing that brings you joy. Maybe. But I think for all of us, Maybe I'm wrong here, but I have the suspicion that the, the grand, giant bigness of everything that God is 
and everything that Christmas is and everything that Jesus is and everything that all the hurt and pain and suffering that we all carry uh, comes together at Christmas. And whew. So maybe you have found yourself asking at some point this Advent, uh, maybe some point today, or maybe you will some point tomorrow, asking, is all of this for me? Now, I can't answer whether or not all of the coffee shop winter wonderland stuff is for you. You've got to figure that out on your own. Um, but I, I can tell you about whether or not God's giant, huge, comprehensive, liberating, miraculous, unifying, disruptive plan of salvation is for you. I can tell you about that. And we see the answer in this story that Kurt read out of Luke 2. The answer uh, clearly is yes, it's all for you. But let me show you how. Because when we get to Luke 2, after he's given us the big picture of everything God's doing, it's pretty shocking how he then proves to us that the fullness of the gospel, the fullness of the big gospel, is totally apprehendable by the smallest of people. Look at verse 8. Well, don't even do that yet. Uh, look at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree census would be taken of the entire Roman world. Caesar Augustus. He's the ruler of the world, right? And he issues a decree, a census. He wants to measure everything he owns in the entire Roman world. Uh, in the Greek, that phrase, entire Roman world, doesn't say exactly entire Roman world. What it says exactly is the entire known world. So here we have the emperor of the whole known world uh, counting his, his money and his empire. The most powerful person on the planet. This is what we're starting with. That's significant. We go from Luke 1, the big, giant, comprehensive, unifying, liberating, huge, big, big, God's plan of salvation, cosmic gospel. And the next verse, we go to the ruler of the whole world. That seems appropriate, right? But then we just pass right by him. And then we go, next verse, this is the first census that took place when... Uh, Kyrenius, governor of Syria, another big, another big head honcho guy, uh, but we just pass right by him. Hmm, interesting. And we go to Joseph. He is really important in the Bible. Oh, but we sort of, he's a son of David. We sort of pass by him. And then we get to Mary. And she gives birth to her firstborn, a baby, and he's the one. He's the Savior. But, ooh, we quickly even pass by him. And then we land where? Verse 8. And there were shepherds living in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. You see how Luke brings the characters into the story? Big character. Pass by. Another big character. Pass by. A legitimately hugely important character. Pass by. 
Another hugely important legitimate Bible character, the most important person in all of history. Quick mention, and then we land to the people we're going to kind of talk the most about in this story. Shepherds. Luke does this on purpose. There were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Yeah, I bet they were. You know, shepherds around, there's shepherds all through the Bible. Um, Abraham was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. David was a shepherd king. Shepherds all through the Bible. Uh, but here in the first century, we know from early Jewish literature, here in the first century, shepherds were not, it was not considered an honorable trade. Um, shepherds were sort of outsiders. Um, little boys and girls from prestigious families didn't say, I want to grow up and be a shepherd. It wasn't culturally mainstream. Shepherds were considered untrustworthy. Uh, they were considered uh, dirty, smelly, outsider-type people. And also, these shepherds were outside. They weren't there in the city. They were out keeping watch over their flocks by night. And it's to these people that, this, that the angel, maybe the same angel that had appeared to Mary and Zechariah and the whole deal, appears. And it's to these people outside of the city, out there on their own, the reject of society, the, the average Joe, Jane, uh, nobody planned, that the glory of the Lord starts to shine around them. That's important. And then the angel says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. And it will cause great joy for who? For all people. And today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And he is the Messiah, the Lord. Folks, this might be one of the most striking verses in all of the Bible. For one, because of what the angel is saying. Angel is saying that this, this this whole big, big, big salvation gospel, whole world upside down business that Luke has been talking about, it's happening, it's taking place. That's a big deal. But also the fact that the angel announces it to these nobodies on the outskirts. And then the last thing that the angel says to them, this is for you. Um, the point here is that in Jesus, well, Rebecca, God came into the world to bring his giant salvation to the world. He came in by being born as a baby. And in that baby, in that human being, was the fullness of God's salvation for all people. Let me say it this way. The fullness of everything that God is. He is for you, no matter how small, how outsider, how don't fit you are. No matter how unqualified, 
In fact, if you're small, you don't fit, you're outsider, and you're not qualified, according to this story, that moves you closer to where he shows up. So, since we spent so much time talking about how grand God's big plan for the world is, how beautiful Jesus is, how mysterious it is, how amazing it is, I want to make sure that now on Christmas Eve, here near the end of the season before the big day, and then we wrap everything up, that you guys all know that everything that God is that's reflected in everything we've been doing the last four weeks we're talking about, you can actually take a hold of it. Because everything that God is has been made available to you in Jesus Christ. And then God comes for you no matter how far out of the city that you are. No matter how rejected you are, no matter how dirty you are, fill in the blanks. And says, today, for you, Messiah. And then, not only gives these people, these shepherds, their lives such beautiful value, then turned around and they're given a purpose. It says that they, they go and they see this baby. They don't stay there. They start moving throughout the city, telling people what they saw and what they experienced. And it says near the end, Everyone was amazed at what they said. Folks, God's big giant salvation that he has for the world, the big mystery of all of God's healing, renewing power, he's delivering that to our broken world, and his delivery system is small, regular, broken people. So, I had to sum all this up. Everything that God is for the world, he is for you in Jesus Christ. And everything that God is for the world in Jesus Christ, he is for the world through you. Do you understand how important your life is? Do you understand how loved you are by God? He's not going to answer the world's questions. He's not going to fix the world's problems. He's not going to liberate the world's captives, heal the world's sick people, overthrow the world's corruption, and bring in his kingdom of peace without coming to and through broken people like us. And how do we know all that? Because the way that he does all this, by coming, was by becoming a broken person like us. It's no coincidence that Jesus, 30 years after this, after this event, stood up in front of a bunch of people in the country and said, I myself am the good shepherd. Um, if you need to find, like I do with Marvel movies, one little thing to hold on to 
to get through Christmas, or one little thing to hold on to to get through the brokenness of life, or to try to make your way through understanding whoever, whatever God is. If you need to find just one little thing because the rest of it is overwhelming, let that one little thing be the little baby we see in this story. That's who these shepherds grabbed onto. Because in him, you get everything. That's what God has come to deliver to you today. Let's pray.